We each hold a unique place in this world, complete with our own dreams, culture, and perspective. It is the individual stories of those I meet along my journey that shape the way I see the world. I'm so excited to share these stories with you, and I hope they allow you to fall in love with humanity as much as they have for me. Welcome to This World My View. I'm your host, Liana. Hey there. So today I kind of want to share a little bit differently than I normally have in these solo episodes. I, If you follow along with me on social media, then I've shared a little bit about how the last few weeks have kind of been a little heavy for me. And if you're aware of the news, there's also a lot of other things going on in the world right now that aren't just unique to me. I process my life best when I write. And so this is no exception. And as much as I feel like there are things that we need to keep to ourselves, and there's aspects of this that I do and aspects of my life that I do, I find that the things we experience often are not unique to us. Our pain, even our joy, are often experienced in different ways and similar ways by others. I think there's help and healing and care for not just ourselves but for others in our willingness to speak up about what life looks like for us and what hard times are to remind others that they aren't alone and to help others know that there's a source that they can go to that they can feel heard and encouraged and that they aren't alone in what they deal with in life either. And kind of on that note, I want to share four different pieces, I guess, or things that I've written, parts of my process and just where my head's at of how my thoughts come down on paper. But I want to share them with you in this episode. So each one kind of connects and the first three kind of relate to each other and something I've been dealing with personally. And I want to say that if anything in these words is hard for you to hear or triggering for you, that that's not my intention. But if you struggle with any of these areas, I want you to know that you have somebody here that I'm happy to listen to you, no judgment, and just willing to talk to you if you need support or just a space to be heard. But I want to just share these as just kind of how my brain thinks and where I've been at. So if you've got a minute, I'd love to have you along. And so I'm going to share some of my writing with you guys, but I'm going to read it to you. The first three are just kind of what's been going on and and where my head's been at as I've just experienced some difficult things lately in the last few weeks. And then the last one is just some thoughts on where things are at with current events, I guess we could say, in the States right now. So no matter where you're listening to this from. The first one I'm going to read to you has to do with rejection and some things that I've felt lately, uh, things I've experienced at the hand of others. And I don't think I'm unique in this. I think it's something we've often all experienced in some capacity or another. And I think it's hard because often when we're hurt, we can turn around and hurt others as a result of that. So I just want to share a little bit of my thoughts now with you guys. So 
here goes. Rejection sucks, and it never gets easier. To hear that some part of who you are is not only unwelcome, but unwanted, it hurts. No matter who we are, to be told or to feel in any capacity that we aren't good enough, that parts of us out of our control, or worse, parts of us we are proud of, are cause for others to take a step back. I have felt rejection more times in my life than I can count. I've been told I wasn't wanted, wasn't welcome, and that I didn't belong, often. And it doesn't really hurt less as time goes on. Recently, I found myself hearing these words again, feeling rejected, unwanted, and a deep sense of being out of place. There are times when insecurity and our inner critic can convince us these feelings are the truth when no one around us sees us through this lens. But then there are times when others choose to speak these words directly. Hurt people often hurt people, but we don't have to. Damaged, ugly, worthless. Words others have used to describe me. I decided a long time ago that I didn't want these words to be true about me. But the truth is, they never were. These words and the statements I hear now do not define me. They are not the truth. Have you ever heard the statement, if everyone around you has a problem, maybe it isn't them, maybe it's you. Yet, no matter the chorus that may surround me, the truth is not found within their anthem. Not all sayings are true. Sometimes we find ourselves surrounded, yet no matter the mounting pressure, we are not worthless, we are not damaged, and we are full of beauty both inside and out. I am no exception, and neither are you. I was recently reminded in a wave of others' insecurities and hurt being thrust upon me that it is still easier for some to bring another down rather than face what is breaking them from the inside out. And... It came at the hand of those that claim something that matters deeply to me. Something I know that I'm not alone in hurt coming from such a claimed source. It came at the hand of those within a church. Those I believe are to be loved to the world above all else. Those who I feel have often lost sight of the fact that our differences are what make us stronger. Our differences are what should unite us. Yet, I have been a source of fear for my differences, and what we fear, we either embrace, choose to understand, or we shun. And sadly, in this situation, I've found the latter. This first part of what I shared with you guys just now is just kind of where my head's been at as I've felt hurt, trying to make sense of it, trying to just put my thoughts down because often for me when my thoughts are down it's a little easier to clear up space to see things clearer logically and allow my feelings to not cloud my judgment as much but I know that for so many just simply the word church and all that that entails triggers a lot of pain and a lot of hurt I've experienced things in my life as a child, as a teen, and as an adult that have made 
the idea of such a place something that should honestly make me want to run and hide and that breaks my heart I don't believe that what is said at the base of who stands behind a church or the base of who God is is often honestly or truthfully portrayed and so that brings me to this next piece that I'd like to read to you and I'll explain a little bit more afterwards. A replica does not invalidate a masterpiece. An impression is not the reality of a being. Yet we feel the impact of one who claims alliance with another, and we demand restitution from the hand of one who is imitated. But the weight falls upon the hand that has taken action. Responsibility lies with the source of our pain, not the source that it claims. For it takes no effort at all to ruin one's reputation to claim alliance and speak for another. But what do we see when we gaze on a masterpiece? Every stroke exactly as intended, every color placed where its creator saw fit, every bit of light and each detailed shadow in perfect harmony, and the author's name, present and claiming his work. It is perfection, as intended, flawlessly focused on the heart of its creator, flawlessly speaking to its originality. Do not negate the beauty of the sun if it is painted without its reflections, if its radiance is not seen, or its beauty withheld. For one can only give from what it possesses, and one can only paint what he sees, and what is within the ability of his hand. We dare not ignore the beauty of the sun, dare not choose to negate its presence, had a child shared a drawing of its depiction. Oh, that we may not treat love as such. May we not negate its source or its truth, May we not invalidate its presence for the sake of a replica. May we not indemnify the author for that which he has not signed his name. For that which is priceless is often imitated, but never has its value decreased due to a flawed depiction. Though flattery is found in imitation, it is rare that so is also found truth. I share this to say that it was a helpful reminder for me as I was processing and putting my thoughts down and some painful times for me that something I decided years ago that not just individuals but what I placed my faith in that I didn't want to judge it based on an experience of someone else that I didn't want to judge it based on someone else's representation I never want to judge someone for what someone else says about them And I want to see every individual that I meet for who they are, to get to know them, to hear their story, hear who they are. And it is my hope that people will give me that same chance. It's not often been my reality, but it is a hope. And I think it's one that I'm allowed to keep having. But in that vein, I'm not religious, but I do believe that there is a God that loves me and you and I feel that if I will grant another individual the opportunity to be known and judged and seen for who they are for what they actually say for what they say themselves and for what they do then I owe the Lord the same right the same opportunity it's hard often to experience someone else and experience the way they treat us and feel like 
we can't associate them with everything that they claim. But the truth of something and the beauty of something do not get to be destroyed when someone misuses them. And so as I've found truth and I've found purpose and I've found love, love that allows me to love others in my faith, I'm reminded that that doesn't change when we as humans simply just mess up and fail and sometimes we get hurt. And so I want to read you this next one as it shares a little bit more of my thoughts on what this looks like for me. Is it our tears that cloud the words we read or is it the way the ones who claim them treat us? Pouring over what is written, praying for acceptance, but to what end? Acceptance and love I have found in these pages, value, purpose, and an unwavering love. But how can they see these words and not see me? How can they say they are from him, but not love me as of him? How dare the church continue to frame a building laying claim to his name? How can so many stand and place blame, direct and hurl their shame at the children whom he loves and claims? All our lives we struggle in vain to find rest and love within these constraints. Yet no matter the pain, no matter the lies, no matter for what, I am hurt and despised. He stands with me still, and love me always, he will. For his death was not in vain, and I will love him the same. I share this to say, kind of where I was explaining beforehand, that something that matters to me deeply, I don't want that to be changed or impacted by someone else's inability to reflect it perfectly. As I read earlier, we are a replica, a reflection. We're not an original when we choose to love someone. We don't do it perfectly. I don't, and neither do you. And that impacts other people. But it doesn't impact that love does exist in perfection. It just simply means that we are incapable of not making a mistake. And that makes us human. It means we can love and forgive each other and understand our hearts, knowing that we are just as capable of causing such hurt in another. I know there's a lot that I've shared just in those first three and my unscripted, confused thoughts in between, but I feel like it's helpful and important at times to be willing to share where our heart's at. Again, I hope that if you're listening that I haven't caused you hurt. I hope you can hear me and I hope sharing where my head's at is helpful for you. If any of this is something you want to talk about, if you've experienced similar hurt and if you felt like it was directed at you from a source rather than an impression, I want to say give it another chance because sometimes we're just hurt people that hurt people. As I said at the beginning, there's a lot going on, not just for me, and there is a lot going on in our world, laws that are changing that impact humanity, and even more so just how we all choose to respond to that. There's this pressure that we have to respond, and we have to have something to say, and and how we respond and what we say, it, it shapes us, and it it speaks of our character and it demands our worthiness 
to belong to one group or another. While I've shared a little bit of where my head is at personally and some of the things that I've been feeling, I want to take a second as I wrap this episode up to just share a little of my thoughts on current events. It's a topic I usually avoid with everything in my being. Not specifically what's going on right now, but just politics and things in general. My biggest desire is that this is always a space where people feel not judged, that they can have somebody to talk to and somebody to listen, and that they'll be reminded that it's okay, we're all human and we're all kind of a mess. I really do think there's more good in this world than evil, but that doesn't stop evil from being really loud sometimes. So in light of current events, and if you're not sure what I'm talking about, or if you listen to this in a year after it's been recorded, there's some laws that have just changed in the states that abortion is no longer legal across the board. And while I really am going to be very careful to not share specifically my exact opinion for a multitude of reasons, if this is something you want to talk about, please message me. I'm happy to talk to you. Hear where you're at. No matter what your experience has been, you have a friend here. No matter what you feel, what has hurt you, or what frustrates you in this, I want to hear you. I'm really grateful for those of you that I have had the opportunity to talk about this topic with. For those of you that have shared your thoughts, listened to mine, not for the sake of changing either opinion, but simply for the sake of understanding another person. I think there's some factors in this that go beyond just what we all wish this was. A simple black and white matter. But it's not so simple. And it impacts some of us more than others. And so, as I read this last piece, I want you to hear not my sarcasm, though it is a little satirical. But I want you to hear my heart, and I hope that you can hear that maybe there's a chance we could stop for a second and listen to somebody else and see how we could understand someone else's perspective, why it might be important, and why it might matter. I want to say before I read this too, that if you are somebody who's experienced trauma or a deep hurt in regards to these issues, feel free to just turn this off. You don't need to listen to this. And my goal is not to trigger you or cause you pain. But if you're someone else, I ask you to take a minute and just listen. And I would love to hear your thoughts after you do. My intent is not to put my opinion out and say, take it, and now you must accept this. I just simply want to hopefully allow you the opportunity to maybe see a different side of things, no matter what side you stand on. And so here goes. What if a rapist was charged with murder? What if we all agreed it was human life at conception, and instead of a rapist getting a token visit to county and a pause on his life, we could charge him with manslaughter? What if when a man chose to rape a woman, he ran the risk of being charged for murder if he impregnated her? 
What if his one choice could lead to the end of life as he knew it? What if the punishment wasn't worth the risk for him? I mean, I get it. It's not like women don't ask for it. It's not like the rapist could help himself. I mean, look at her. But he's not a murderer. He was at a party. He was drinking too. He thought she was into it. Why would we ruin his whole life, take away his future because of one mistake? We must choose for him, for he cannot be trusted to care for another human life. His use of his genitalia has caused another pain and frankly puts his own life at risk. If murder were the punishment, what would we do to protect our men? Oh my, what a simple solution. Remove the temptation, remove the choice, a simple castration, and the problem is gone. No rape, no conception, no murder. But what is the greatest fear, and with whom lies the greatest wound? But could we not demand men undergo vasectomies? Could we not take away their right to impregnate whom they will and whom they don't? For if they cannot be trusted to make such grave mistakes, may we protect their futures and the lives of the unborn in one harmless, reversible act. No, no, we cannot. How invasive to demand what becomes of a man's body. She allowed this to happen, and after all, she is the one who carries the child. Burden of proof, it lies with her. A man cannot be held responsible for what results from his actions. It was a simple, honest mistake. But a child, that's not a mistake. It's a human life. And if it is snuffed out, someone must pay. This crime is far worse, right? Surely this one shall be punished. It's not the same as a rape. I mean, she can just put things on hold for nine months and then move on. She can just separate what happens and focus on someone else, focus on this child. It's not like she would carry trauma from what happened. It was one night. But murder of a child? Surely she can endure for the sake of a human life. Surely she would not pass on her hurt to an innocent life. The choice to do what's right, that burden shall be on her. But she is so selfish, wanting her life to be uninterrupted. Wanting to not let one night change the course of who she becomes. One night she didn't choose. Oh my, of course. How could we allow a woman to choose what end, to what end a child will become. If she wasn't a part of the choice to bring its conception, surely she will not be able to properly choose its right to live. But we must decide for her, for abortion stops a beating heart. It never allows such a soul to love or be loved on this earth, to impact or choose at all. No, no, we will not ruin a man's life over one mistake. But neither will we claim a life for his evil either. No, we must place this upon her shoulders, nay, upon her womb, for she will feel the weight of what she carries, the weight of his sins. She will bring forth life in the midst of sorrow, and buckle under the weight of this burden she may, but it is hers to carry. For a life cut short shall not be tolerated, and a future destroyed over something so small. We are not animals without grace. But a child murdered? This for sure must be worthy of punishment. For an innocent child is not a mistake. An innocent child deserves a right to live and choose. An innocent child shall be protected, right? But whom is responsible? Where does responsibility begin? Does guilt lie at the point of a mistake? At conception? 
or at a choice one never desired to make. But what if we charge the rapist with murder? I take a minute to share these thoughts, not to say one thing or the other, not to say that abortion is or is not justified under this circumstance or that, but to simply say, please take a step back. Please think. Please think of who you speak to, how you say it. Please think of what someone has been through. Please think of how you look at a woman and how you look at a man. I say all these things not to be dramatic, not to be intense, but to say that I hope in this one instance, I'm not encompassing all areas of abortion or all areas of impact, not even close. I take this one area and I hope in this that you hear maybe there's a different way we could approach this. Maybe it's not so simple. Maybe it's not so cut and dry. Maybe we should watch how we speak to someone, how we post about this, and how we move forward. Life matters. It matters at every stage. And I think that's all I really want to say on here. But again, if this is something you need to or want to talk more about, just send me a message. I really would love to talk to you. Whew. So that's a lot. That's a lot of different things and a lot going on. And I think I've touched on more complicated issues in this solo episode than before. But I think sometimes transparency can be helpful. Sometimes it's not, but sometimes we learn as we move forward. So, as always, thank you for being here. Whatever brought you here today, I hope that you hear my heart. I hope that you know that I'm for you, no matter who you are that I want to hear you, hear your story, and learn from you. There is no one else who sees the world the way you do. Then you deserve to be heard and seen and known for who you are. I hope you know that you are loved and valued and have deep purpose. Sincerely, your fellow human. Thank you for tuning in to This World My View. Your reviews are what keep this show going. So if you have a moment, I would so appreciate you just taking a second to write a review, anything from I really enjoyed this or something you took away that changed your perspective or impacted your life or something you connected with. If you have a chance to share that on social media and tag me and the show in it, I would greatly appreciate that. I just want to thank you also for just being a part of my world and community here at This World My View.